Dear valued young colleagues, we anticipate that you have slightly adjusted to the new online classroom setup and that you enjoy working with us. Stay focused, stay positive and persevere. Welcome to the third podcast for your online learning journey. In this session, I will briefly take you through the content of theme 5, the teacher as knowledge worker. Some of the resources you may utilize whilst listening to this podcast is the theme 5 PowerPoint slides as well as your hard copy learning guide or e-learning guide which is available on ClickUp. Let's begin with the roles of teachers in the classroom. Teachers want to make a lasting difference in the lives of learners. They aid and ensure the development of human learning in those areas that do not take place naturally and automatically. This specialization means that they need to have a sound grasp of knowledge, skills and values needed to equip learners for modern life. They further need a knowledge of how to ensure that content knowledge is learned. This would involve a knowledge of learners, learning and a variety of ways to make knowledge learnable, as well as skill in maintaining an appealing and effective learning environment. In order for teachers to teach and assess effectively, they need some guidance within the Curriculum 2005 framework. The following key characteristics of Curriculum 2005 is paramount to be able to understand how teachers should adapt their teaching and learning strategies to enable learners to gain knowledge and understanding of subject content. There is a strong focus on competence, skills development, and application of knowledge through logical thinking and critical thinking instead of a mere focus on memorizing and recalling content without any understanding of what was learned, thus surface learning. Furthermore, there is an integration of different learning areas of school knowledge as well as the integration of school knowledge or learning areas with everyday life and the world of work. If we explore the underlying characteristics of pedagogy within Curriculum 2005, then it tends to be more learner-centered and the teacher is no longer the only source of knowledge. It is now expected of learners to construct meaning, making sense of the world by themselves through collaborative learning. Given the background of Curriculum 2005 in a nutshell, there seemed to be tension around Curriculum 2005 and how one should approach teaching. The questions posed is how should one then approach teaching? Should one focus on learner-centered, teacher-centered, subject-centered or competence-based teaching? Should one remain in a talk-and-chalk mode of teaching or rather transform to a mode of discovery and facilitation, encouraging the learners to develop their own ability to construct knowledge? In the beginning of this theme, you were introduced to three teachers, each with their own teaching style. Otsile was an advocate of imparting only content knowledge to learners. Leratu advocated facilitating only active learning, whilst Gillian advocated imparting only skills development of certain tasks. The question is now how we can assist these teachers to collate their teaching styles and mode of delivery to fit into Curriculum 2005 purpose. The only way we can convince these three teachers is to be agents of change and to transform their teaching 
is to investigate the pros and cons of each of these modes they advocate. Now, let's look at imparting only content knowledge of learners, and that was Otsile. The idea that imparting knowledge is the teacher's primary role tends to ignore the dynamic, unfixed and situated nature of knowledge and to play down the learner's role as an active constructor of knowledge. Since there is no single system of human thought, not even modern science, which can give us a totally reliable overall grasp of reality, teachers need to move away from deceptive certainties to a more authentic uncertainty. Rather, knowledge is a dynamic process, knowing rather than knowledge. Therefore, it won't do to teach learners heaps of facts. Learners today require to be taught with a view to active knowing and to live with uncertainty. They need the opportunity to probe, discover and make sense themselves of what they experience. This process is helped greatly by structured, cooperative work in small groups of peers. Teachers need to remain open-minded and flexible, cultivate a broad range of teaching approaches and know how to make learning more of an adventure. The situated element in human knowledge is also integrally linked to human power. It privileges some knowledge and forms of knowledge while concealing or silencing others. Therefore, teachers also have a responsibility to equip learners with the tools of critical thinking, encouraging learners to question knowledge, make the familiar unfamiliar and the unfamiliar familiar, as was said. Start preparing young learners to think critically for themselves. Encourage them to investigate in ways that are appropriate for their age, to become active meaning makers and problem solvers. Facilitating only active learning. This is the next one that we are focused, that we are going to, to discuss briefly. And that was Leratu. So since the introduction of Curriculum 2005, South African teachers have learned to refer to themselves as facilitators. We take a look at two of the problems that the role of teacher as facilitator can create. A disillusioned response to the idea that all knowledge is relative and a tendency to blur everyday knowledge and systematic knowledge. The idea that a teacher's primary role is that of a facilitator tends to play down the value of formal, systematized knowledge and teaching. Seeing human knowledge as situated and provisional can make learning and teaching an adventure. But such relativism may also give rise to the extreme notion that all human knowledge is biased or unreliable. Such thinking makes it difficult for teachers to see themselves as an authority in the classroom. They may allow all points of view an equal voice in class, no matter how faulty some of these points of view may be. Human knowledge is always a mixture of what is correct and what is incorrect. Hence, Poor explanations give way to more accurate explanations. We need to use our critical abilities to determine the best we can, what is the best account we have so far. Teachers should not blur the difference between everyday knowledge and systematic school knowledge. The good teacher takes the learner's everyday knowledge as a starting point, but soon needs to disrupt everyday understanding to bring about broader, deeper, more systematic and critical understanding. 
So next we are going to briefly discuss the imparting only of skills development and that was Gillian's perspective. The idea that enabling learners to develop skills is the teacher's primary role tends to play down the need to integrate skills into a framework of content knowledge. Teaching skills needs to be integrated with the cultivation of values in order to provide a sense of purpose. Teachers do not have to shed all traces of content teaching, depriving learners of access to socially valued systematic knowledge. Neither do they need to become like trainers focusing only on skills, nor do they, when they experience difficulties as facilitators or imparters of skills, have to resort to chalk and talk methods in desperation. Gilbert Ryle pointed out that the knowledge we learn consists not only of content knowledge, but of skill or doing knowledge. In outcomes-based learning, these two types of knowledge may be seen in demonstrations of competence. In addition, Ryle argued that learners need to acquire a competence of a different sort in the area of the values that motivate or doing. So the first of content knowledge or knowledge that is called propositional knowledge. Then knowledge on how to is procedural knowledge and then the knowledge for or the knowledge to is dispositional. So remember propositional, procedural and dispositional. That is what Gilbert Ryle said. It is paramount to include a balance of skills, content knowledge and values in our teaching and to integrate all three so that they can interact with and influence one another in all fields of knowledge and action. But if we need to balance these types of knowledge, we come back to the question of how to identify teaching with a positive role, something that signifies a definite approach without committing to the role of teacher of content, teacher of skills or facilitator. The suggestion for this positive role is that of the mediator. So let's look into Another role of teaching, and that is the role of mediator. The teacher's role in the new curriculum needs to be flexible enough to occupy each of the teaching roles as the ever-changing situation of learner, teacher, and curriculum demands. The name we have used for this complex and flexible role is mediator. Adopting the identity of mediators Teachers do not have to shed all traces of content teaching and give up their authority and responsibility. The teacher as mediator further provides scaffolding for learners to reach higher levels of thinking and understanding without allowing the learners to become dependent on the teacher. The teacher continually extends and challenges the learners to undertake slightly more complex learning tasks. The teacher's role is therefore a dynamic one based on a firm belief in the potential of all learners to grow. The teacher does not keep learners on hold until the whole class is ready to learn a new concept. In this regard, Vygotsky's work has contributed immeasurably to our appreciation of the teacher's role in mediating knowledge for learners. This includes all three roles of imparting knowledge, imparting skills and facilitating learners' cognitive development. For Vygotsky, 
the role of the teacher is to lead learners to higher levels of thinking by interpreting and giving significance to things and events. This is a process Vygotsky calls intentional mediation. Mediation involves leading learners to increasing degrees of complexity by providing scaffolding for the learners to reach the next level. How would a teacher as mediator respond to a learner's everyday knowledge? The teacher provides scaffolding by making use of explanation, instruction, interpretation, modeling, questioning, and feeding back information. The teacher as mediator further tries to be as aware as possible of the learner's level of understanding, thus their current level of development, CLD, so that learning can be appropriately targeted. Vygotsky also describes the potential level of development, PLD, as the level that the learners will reach at the end of a learning experience. Neither the CLD nor the PLD are suitable levels around which to design learning. If it is directed at the CLD, the learners will not find the work challenging. If it is directed at the PLD, learners will find the work too difficult. So how can we solve this? Vygotsky advocates directing learning at the more advanced edge of the zone of proximal development or the ZPD, which lies between the CLD and the PLD. This is the level at which learners cannot quite manage to grasp a concept or perform a mental operation on their own, but soon will be able to, especially if assisted by the mediator. In this way, the mediator continually extends and challenges the learners, assisting them to move towards higher level cognitive operations or concepts. That concludes our podcast for theme five. Please ensure that you read all the supporting material provided on ClickUp and do the multiple choice quiz for 10 marks on theme five. The quiz opens on Friday, 22 May at 6 a.m. and closes on 27 May at 11 p.m. Study the work for theme five included in the learning guide, this podcast and the PowerPoint. Study all the relevant work before you attempt the quiz as you only have one attempt and 30 minutes in which to complete the quiz. Please don't hesitate to ask for assistance if you need any. Stay safe and thank you for listening.